Ready? Yeah. Okay, so this week we read about the argument that Korach had against Moshe Rabbeinu. And the words the Torah uses about Korach's argument is everyone's holy. Why should you raise yourself above the community? Why should you make yourself holier and higher than everybody? What's Moshe Menu? Why make yourself different than everyone else? So it sounds like Korach was all for uh, communism, right? All equality, we should all be the same. We look at the words of Korach, um, I'm sorry, the words of Moshe Rabbeinu later on. Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu actually, um, he said, you also want to be a Kohen. It means that Korach did want there to be hierarchy among the Jewish people. He wanted to be a Kohen. As it says, you request to be a Kohen. So how could Korach say he wants equality and at the same time he wants their, they, them, for them to be Kohen? Korach came with 250 people to Moshe and they all wanted to become Kohen. Why should there be other Jews who are Kohen? Why can't they be Kohen? So if that's what they wanted, they wanted to be Kohenims, and they wanted hierarchy. So they wanted it to be someone above someone else. So how does that fit with their words? Why are you raised up among the Jewish people? Why are you above everyone else? They themselves wanted it to be um, some Jews above other Jews. They said that uh, we want to be Kohenims. So how are they... Um, on the one side of their mouth is saying we shall be equal... Others are saying we, should, we want to become coin. How does that make sense? So the truth is that for the 250, inspired 250 people to join his argument. 250 people he inspired were the heads of Jewish courts. They were, they were top rabbis. And they joined this argument. So their request could somehow be explained because if you're asking that they should all become coin, then there is some, some kind of equality. We should all become coin. Let us all be be on that higher level of sanctity. But it says that Korach knew that most people would get killed in this argument. He knew that one person would survive. And he thought he was the one who would survive. Korach had some kind of divine inspiration. Korach knew that one guy was going to survive. Korach thought he was the guy who was going to survive. And therefore Korach said, oh, I'll become the Kohen Gadol. They're all going to be unworthy. And I'm the most worthiest guy of everybody else. So I'll become the Kohen Gadol. So if Korach wants to be the Kohen Gadol, if that's what he wants, I want to be the Kohen Gadol, so he certainly is also asking for hierarchy. He's, the other 250 people, they want there to be, they all want to become Kohen. They all want to become part of the higher ranks. So by their request, they're sort of um, taking away the idea of hierarchy. They're saying, let's all be part of the Kohen. Let's all be part of the priesthood. So there's no... They're, they're okay with their not being a hierarchy. We'll all be equal. We'll all become Kohen. But Korach wants to be the Kohen Gadol. What was his claim? What did he want exactly? What was he saying? So the answer is like this. What Korach wanted was really connected to last this past parsha we just read yesterday. Korach learned... Uh, Korach came with his argument against Moshe Rabbeinu after the story of the spies. What was the inner meaning of the story of the spies as we learned last week? The spies 
wanted to stay in the desert. They loved being with Moshe Rabbeinu in the cloud, getting the manna bread, getting the water from the, from the well of Miriam. They loved the miracles. They loved the holiness. They loved the sanctity. They didn't want to go to Israel. They said Israel is a land, Echelos Yeshvah. Echelos Yeshvah literally means a land that eats up its inhabitants. If we're going to go to Israel, we're going to become submerged in the physical. We're going to become obsessed with the physical. Why go there? Why go there? So, but the truth is, they made a mistake. As the Torah says, The land of Israel is very good. It's a very good land. What does it mean it's a very good land? God's intent is he wants a home in the lowest realm. He wants a home in the physical world. You don't want the physical. You don't want to be involved in the physical. The opposite. The physical is very good. That's the whole point. That's what Hashem wants. Hashem wants the physical. So Korach says, one second. We come to Israel, there's still going to be a hierarchy. There's still going to be some Jews who are Torah scholars, all day spending learning Torah. Some Jews are going to go to work. Some Jews are going to do business. So Korach says, why do we have to have two kinds of Jews? Some Jews are going to learn Torah, and some Jews are going to do business. Because there's an advantage in both. There's an advantage of people who are involved more in the physical. They achieve something. And and there is an advantage of Jews who are above the world. You need to have both. Each of them has their virtue. Each of them has something special the other one doesn't have. So that's why there is a need to have these two kinds of Jews. But Korach said, hierarchy is the kind of hierarchy that you, Moshe and Aaron, have is something unique. Everybody has, I agree, Korach says, there should be a Levi, there should be Israel, there should be a Koyen. There should be some Jews which are more removed from the world, like a Levi. They're dedicated to, to serve the temple. There should be Jews like Koyanim, who they're even more removed from the world. I'm okay with that. Korach says, I'm even okay with being a Kohen Gadol. I'm okay with me being the Kohen Gadol. <coughs> which the Kohen Gadol has the sanctity of Minamiktus Lyetze. He doesn't leave the temple. Korach says, I'm okay with that kind of sanctity. I'm, I like that kind of sanctity. I like the kind of words. That's fine. But Korach said, well, you, Moshe and what you're doing, though, is something wrong. You're creating this distance between you and the rest of the Jewish people. You're creating this, this um, uh, position of complete, um, you're completely aloof from the rest of the Jewish people. Why are you separate from everybody else? Why are you completely aloof, higher than everybody else? That doesn't make sense. I'm against the idea of you being aloof. And more, not just you're completely aloof. Besides that, that being, that's, that's one issue. <coughs> Korach says you also are governing the rest of the Jewish people. You're also doing things that um, highlight that you have some kind of a, a unique position vis-a-vis everybody else. For example, Moshe Rabbeinu, Torah says he stood between the Jewish people and Hashem to give the Jewish people the words of Hashem. He has to stand between us and God, Korach said, and tell us the words of Hashem. Why does he have to be above everyone else and speak to Hashem alone? And he gives us the words of Hashem. We're all holy. Why do, there's an advantage in everyone. Everyone has their own way of serving Hashem. Why does it need to be this idea of, of, of a Moshe Rabbeinu who is aloof and separate and he speaks to God and he tells us the words of God? Even like that. Also Aaron. We learned two weeks ago how when Aaron lit the menorah, it wasn't just lighting the menorah. The menorah had seven branches. The seven branches represent the seven kinds of souls. Aaron lighting the menorah was about elevating all the kinds of souls that there are and helping everyone come closer to Hashem. Aaron was the one who elevated and lifted everybody up. 
So Korach says, okay, I'm all right with everybody um, having different roles where they're being Torah scholars, where they're being businessmen. I'm okay with that. But I don't understand why do we all need to have you, Moshe, and you, Aaron, to be above everyone else, to receive from you. Yeah. So he, he, he pretty much thought that the leadership should only be through the Kohen Gadol and nobody else. He didn't like the idea of leadership. He was okay with there being the Kohen Gadol above everyone else as a holiest person. Yes. He didn't like the idea of lighting menorah and thereby impacting everyone else. Why do we all need you? You have your role, I have my role. Why do I need to have your, you elevating me? Don't I have something in me that's better than you? I have something in me that's better than you. I, I have my advantage being involved with the physical. You have your advantage being involved with the spiritual. But why do I need to have you? Why can't I just focus on my role? You focus on your role. Why do we all need you, Aaron, to light up our souls? I need you to light up my souls. I have my own soul. Why, don't, why, why do all souls need to gravitate to, to a Moshe Rabbin, to an Aaron Akayim? What's, what's, so Moshe Rabbin responded to the Korach, Boker Vyodasha. In, in the surface, Moshe Bin was saying, in the morning, God will make known what the, what the truth is. But the word Boker also emphasizes the answer to Korach's claim. Yeah. Boker means light. Moshe said, it's true that every Jew has a different role and everyone has something special about them. However, God and God does indeed want the home in the lowest realm, and He wants us to be involved in the physical. That's all true. Yeah. However, Korach, Korach said, uh, Moshe said, that Hashem wants a luminous home. He wants a home where we're not just doing the right thing, but that we're into it. That we feel that our mitzvah, our Torah, is beautiful. That we love it. That we live it. That it's exciting for us. That there's we put our heart and soul into it. That there's passion. That there's a sham in what we're doing. Not just that we're doing the motions, but there's light in it. In order to get that light, so there's people like Moshe and Aaron, who they have full of the light of Hashem, God's light shines in them, and by being connected to a Moshe Rabbeinu, by being connected to someone like Moshe, who's, who, is, who is a luminous soul, who's, who's so, who exudes from him God's light, then you go back to your business, you go back to, to, to far, farming, whatever you're doing, you're a changed person through your connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. The more connected you are with Moshe Rabbeinu, the more of a perspective you have about what you're doing and why it's important. So yes, everyone has a role, true, and everyone's role is important, true, and mitzvahs, we all do mitzvahs the same, true. However, the, Hashem wants us not just to do the right thing, Hashem wants us to be alive. Hashem wants us to, to, to have light in what we're doing. Boker v'yoda Hashem. Wants us to, Hashem wants us to, v'yoda Hashem doesn't just mean God will make it known who is correct. It also means God wants us to know Him. God wants us not just to do, but to know Him. Yeah. So, what does it mean, that the difference that if, why is it not enough that you do your own avoda? But you need to connect to the Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, That's what Moshe said. What? You do your own avodah. We have to connect to Moshe Rabbeinu to receive Moshe's light because Hashem doesn't just want the mitzvahs. Hashem wants luminous mitzvahs. Or, uh, how, how, how could uh, excess be performed if it was going to be run by a committee rather than a leader? <laughs> <laughs> right. Death by committee, right? Yeah. Moshe and Aaron were chariots to God's will. They were people who... Who every movement of their lives was 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 about Hashem. They were their whole being was Hashem. Their whole being was godliness. But you talk to the Moshe and Aaron, you, you you some of that rubbed off on you, and that, and that made you do things differently. 
It says um, in Unklus, the translation of Ayikach Korach, literally, usually the word Ayikach means to take, Korach took. But Unklus translates this as Ve'ispelik, Korach argued. And Ramelech Lezhensk, um, he explains the word Ve'ispelik means, Ve'ispelik literally means to argue, but he says this word is actually relevant to another place in the Torah, the very first argument very first separation. This Korach's argument was about separation number one. What was separation number one? <clears throat> separation number one was the separation of the higher waters and lower waters. <clears throat> Day two of creation, God separated the, the higher waters and the lower waters. And the Noach, Noach says Korach wanted to continue that. Well, what's the connection? What's the connection between Korach and the separation of the higher waters and lower waters? So, it seems the main argument of Korach was against Moshe and Aaron. But we do find in, our sage, in the words of our sages that Korach's ambition was actually argument itself. His argument was not about Moshe and Aaron only. We find in their words, the words of the Talmud, that Korach was about argument, was about fighting, was about... It says in the Gemara that in Sanhedrin, page Kuf Yudam and Aleph, anyone who um, strengthens an argument transgresses the biblical prohibition do not be like Korach. Korach was about <laughs> argument in general. So um, it also says that um, your, the name of a person has to do with who they are. And Korach's name uh, says in Gemara, also in Sanhedrin, the page of Testament Bays, and the word Korach comes to karcha, like when you tear hair out of your head. It's, it's a, when a patch of, of, when you have a bald spot, it's called the Korcha because it's a separation of, of the hair from your head. Uh, it also says in Yaakov Shimoni, it says, And he, he says over there, Yaakov Shimoni, what does is going to do? He says, Don't be, don't do what Korach did when he caused Jewish people to be divided in groups. So we see that Korach wasn't just about Moshe and Aaron, but his, uh, his focus was argument itself. As it says also in, in the Panam Yafos, Panam Yafos says that the word Korach, if you add the word evil to the word Korach, Korach plus evil equals argument. Machlokis. Korach plus ra equals machlokis. So it wasn't just that Korach was, it was about argument, it was about Moshe and Aaron. He was about the idea of argument and separation itself. And, and it says also in the, the Gemara that um, in Yuma, page uh, Woman Beis, that a mayor could tell who a person was by their name. And the Alter Rebbe writes in Tanya, Shayichad Amuna, that Hashem creates the world with words. So the name of everything is the energy of that thing. So if Korach's name is about argument, so his essence is not just about argument against Moshe Rabbeinu, his essence is about argument in general. Korach means to argue. So what was the first argument? What was the first separation? The separation of the higher waters and the lower waters. God separated between the, uh, the day two of creation. It says by every other day that it was a good day. By day two of creation on Monday, it doesn't say it was a good day. Many people don't like Mondays also, right? Many people like against Mondays. So the idea of, of uh, Monday not being a good day was because it was a separation. God made a separation, and, and, and separation wasn't good. However, on day three of creation, it says it was a doubly good day. God said it was good twice. Why? For the creation of Monday and the creation of Tuesday. One second, if Monday wasn't good, how did it become good on Tuesday? The answer is, well, on Tuesday, God gathered the waters together. God made it possible for there to be men 
kind and civilization. And mankind is able to rectify the separation of the higher waters and lower waters. In other words, God wants it to be a separation. But also, God wants us to, in this realm where there is a separation, to rectify a separation, bring them back together. There to be a separation, and yet for us to join them back together. That's also why Nachmanides quotes the Rabbin Bachai who says that the six millennia correspond to the six days of the week, and the seventh millennia corresponds to the day of Shabbos. So day three of creation corresponds to the third millennia when God gave us the Torah. The Torah was given in 2448. So the third millennia when God gave us the Torah is like the third day of creation when God made it, gave us the ability to bring His light into the world to rectify the separation. So both Korach was against this rectification, this joining back together of the higher waters and lower waters. Higher waters, what's water? Water represents pleasure. As it says that water causes all pleasurable things to grow. Water causes there to be growth of all things that are enjoyable. Higher waters means spiritual pleasures. Lower waters means physical pleasures. So Korach says there there should be a separation between these two things. You cannot possibly bring holiness into the physical, into into the mundane. They're, They're meant to be segregated, not meant to be joined together. You can't make them holy. They can't be connected. They have to be separated. These are earthy things. These are holy things. Holy things are for God. Earthy things are not, are not connected to God. They don't need spiritual value. They're earthy, they're mundane, they're uchi. And just like Korach didn't want to... Um, Korach said this is not... This is not uh, um, there can't be connection between these two things. The word Korach also indicates this kind of an ideal. Um, Korach has three letters, and the, all three letters, Kuf, Reish, and Ches, are all similar to the letter He. It says that God created the world with the letter He. The letter He has three parts. There's a right leg, a roof, and a left leg. The roof of the letter He and the right leg of the, of the, of the, of the letter He represent the higher waters within man. The higher waters within ourselves are our thoughts and our words. The left leg of the hay, the lower waters, are action. So Korach wanted it to be a segregation between, wanted it to be an argument, wanted it to be a separation between the higher waters and lower waters. Korach didn't want this to be to infuse the physical with the spiritual. Just focus on the physical, if have to focus on the physical. But shouldn't this, this infusion of spiritual and physical, he didn't like that. So they've seen each of the three letters, this idea of what Korach wanted. Letter Reish, for sure, you see this idea of, um, of he, Korach had this three, three, three problems Korach had. Korach couldn't figure out the physical. The, the, so the three letters of, of Korach's name indicate three different perspectives on how to focus on the physical, on, the, on, what, on, on Korach's a, a three erroneous perceptions on our involvement in the physical. One perception is the Reish. The Reish, God created the world with the letter Hey, it's about thought, speech, and action. But the letter Reish is missing the left leg of the hay. The letter Reish is like, I don't need the left leg. I don't need to have action. Thought and speech should be enough. Forget about action. Who needs action? Then you have the letter Kuf. Kuf has a left leg, but the left leg of the letter Kuf goes below the line. That means, it says in the Gemara, Do not add to the Torah, do not subtract from the Torah. It doesn't say... Don't subtract and then don't add. It says don't don't add and then don't. First it says don't add, because the Yitzhahara is very tricky. He doesn't tell a person take away from the Torah, stop doing this mitzvah. He says why do the why why do you need to have um, 
a pair of why do you, why do you need to just put on um, a pair of tefillin on your arm and on your head? Why not just put another one on your left hand too? Why not put one on your leg? Well, he says, well, add more, add more. Why have to tefillin have to have four Torah portions? Put in seventeen Torah portions. Like like do more. And by telling us to do more, he he tricks us and to end up not doing it at all. So the letter kuf is about adding to Torah in an unhealthy way, which causes it to eventually to leave Torah. And then there we have the letter Ches. The letter Ches also has a left leg. It also has action. But there's no separation between the left leg and the roof of the, letter, of, of the uh, Ches. The letter Ches looks at action as a continuum of thought and speech, but not as, a, as an important role by itself. The letter Ches is, is kind of similar to the way the author of describes the following mistake. It says in the laws of the study of Torah, the author says, if there's a mitzvah that nobody else could do, you've you got to do it. What if you're busy studying Torah? It doesn't matter. If there's a mitzvah no one else could do, go for it. You have to do that mitzvah. Right? Mitzvah, if there's a mitzvah no one else could do, you got to do it. Why? The author says, because if you're not going to do it, it comes out your Torah study is not, was not um, in the right intent. Torah study is supposed to be with the intent to do. So you're, it's a deficiency in your Torah study. It's not just a deficiency in the action, it's a deficiency in the Torah study. In other words, the letter Ches qualifies our actions as being from the, from the prism of our thoughts and words. The, the goal is to be in the realm of thoughts and words. The goal is to be in the, letter, in the realm of the higher waters. But don't, don't uh, focus on the, on the actions. Oh, you have to do actions too in order to validate your thoughts. Because your, your study of Torah won't be considered significant unless you also do. But there's no focus on action by itself. So the correct letter, hey, has a thought, has speech. And yes, action is a separate, independent thing. Shem wants us to focus on action per se, by itself. The whole purpose of creation is, Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm. And yet... It's not supposed to be in a way that there is um, no light in our actions. We have to connect to the Moshe Rabbeinu and the Moshe of our generation, to our Rebbe, and that imbues our actions, our physical deeds, to have the light. So there, if to have a, 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 a look at the higher waters, look at the uh, tzaddikim who are above us, and learn from them, connect to them, and, and thereby, yes, our, our, our earthiness, our actions... Our, our, the, the desire of Hashem it's the holiest thing and yet when does it become holy what makes it so holy it's, it's through its connection to, to the tzaddikim that our physical actions are done with the right feeling and the right intent with the right, with the right energy so that fulfills God's intent and creation not just to have a home but to have a luminous beautiful home so that's on the show today any questions or comments alright Hazaka Baruch Hazaka Baruch